0: Hello, and welcome to another Nine Circles audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke, and this time I have the honor to be joined by the master vocalist himself from Antarctica. You guys know him. You love him. This is Blothar of the Mighty Guar. today
1: i'm good i'm good you know i'm i'm I'm, I'm hanging in there i'm (laughs) I'm, uh managing to uh it's a it's 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 hot you know in in the american south but i am uh i'm managing to stay cool and you know i'm (laughs) thinking about eating some pork barbecue later who knows
0: it's not gonna be great
1: you know here in
0: maryland blothar the 17 year cicadas have started to emerge. Are you guys seeing any of those down your way? Because it is it is a racket when you step outside. Can you eat those? You certainly
1: can. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I only like things I can eat. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so I I have never I haven't had the experience of oh. the seventeen year cicadas. So
0: yeah, uh, here here in Maryland they. Uh, Boy, they they are everywhere in the trees and it's uh it's loud. So they're just big bugs, right? Just big, just a big old bug like two and a half inches long. Uh, oh yeah, just, you can oh you can yeah. definitely it's like those little sausages in the can. Yeah. Those little
1: Vienna fingers.
0: Oh god. That's go, great. Yeah, you can go town on those bad bad
1: boys. Now I have seen the 17 year Vienna sausage. <laughs> That's that's not not maybe not as exciting as the 17 year cicada.
0: Yeah, I've seen a bunch of things on Reddit where people encase
1: things in plexiglass.
0: So, jeez, I don't, I don't know if you want to see a, uh, <laughs> a dog after
1: I try something. to stay off of Reddit. You know, it's Reddit makes me yeah. nervous. Yeah, it's
0: hey, it, but you know what I say? It's better than Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I was well, going to
1: post my Dave Mustaine <laughs> come tribute video on Reddit. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna do a, c- a cum tribute to Dave Mustaine.
0: You know, I I found Reddit years ago, and it's funny you mentioned a cum tribute because I knew I was in the wrong place when somebody shared their cum box, and it was a uh, box. It was a box that they kept in a corner that, after so many different loads shot into it, it was actually starting to grow flora and fauna like a freaking topiary garden that is just disgusting <laughs> yeah, it, oh. but it sounds delicious it does uh, let's let's come back to that in 17 years i better yeah. i better could be another member of uh, guar yeah. yeah uh <laughs> Blothar, <laughs> i am i am to talk to you today sir because you you guys first off i i have to ask before i get to the reason why i invited you on did guar come up with this covid to rid the world of humans once and for all? No,
1: we didn't come up with it, but we didn't, you know, we didn't discourage it either. And let me just say that like, you know, people were pangolins, which are different than penguins, which I found out the hard way um, are, uh, you know, pangolins are delicious. So people need to stop (laughs) busting on the Chinese for eating pangolins and 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 bats because both of those things are wonderful wonderful food sources for the world, um, but uh, having said that, we didn't come up with it. Uh, for one thing, it's it was it, it's too expensive, right? A COVID nineteen. That's that's the, that in twenty twenty we could not afford a COVID nineteen yeah so you know because they 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 lose value the minute that you drive them off of the lot (laughs) a disease (laughs) like that um so really i think what we're we're just happy that humans are dying you know it's enough for us of course we missed actually killing them ourselves but yeah uh, you you guys
0: had to take the more hands-off approach that hey we'll sit back and just let them kind of cough on one another and just yeah yeah it. i mean it, it was
1: it was it was entertaining to watch everybody build their forts forts out of toilet paper and yeah slather themselves in hand sanitizer but and and drinking bleach and stuff yeah that was
0: cool <laughs> that yeah that uh yeah, yeah and then you know you saw all these different things you know people people were 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 was 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 Gwar behind the uh, where wear a mask camp campaign no.
1: well I mean no <laughs> Gwar, Gwar. <laughs> let me put it like this <laughs> when we do our shows that you know unlike the foo fighters and other bands we're actually going we are going to have only only covid positive. <laughs> And unvaccinated people yes. can come to our shows when we tour.
0: Yes. So, um, so when you leave, you don't need to get tested because you know you already have COVID and probably a couple of STDs or something along the
1: way too, right? And, yeah. And we're going to be checking temperatures at the door <laughs> with rectal <laughs> thermometers. And when I say we, I mean like the band members are going to be out there. doing blood draws and sticking things up people's butts. So (laughs) Did,
0: did you, uh, your, yourself, were you able to avoid it and not catch any of your, not, uh, get
1: high off, off your own strain? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I didn't, yeah, none of us managed to get COVID. I don't think war can get COVID, uh, but we didn't, you know, everybody stayed clear. Uh, Good. Um, I think we had some people that had family members who managed to get it, but um, you know, uh, like I said, nobody in the band, and, and we didn't really do the very much. I mean, uh, over the you know over over the course of that year of 2020, I mean, it was. I think like a lot of bands Guar really changed our focus and focused on, uh, things other than live performance. Yes. Um, which is cool because it gave us a chance to write some different kinds of music and to, uh, record in different ways and, and work in different ways than we had before. So and all in all, it wasn't that bad for us. Hey, I, all, you know, and that plus what- you know we, we 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 don't mind anyway because we social distancing is kind of like the natural state for guar. Yeah. I mean at any given time I would rather be secretly masturbating on a Zoom call. Than face to face with anybody, not to yeah. say that I'm secretly masturbating right now, because or 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 is he? No, <laughs> I'm openly masturbating. <laughs> He's There's
0: openly. no. There's no secret about it. <laughs> exactly. You guys wish this was a video pod podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's what what brings me to having you on to be my guest. You you guys blew me away with the release of the disc with no name, a four track EP, with. Re-, re-, re recorded versions of fuck this place gonna kill you i'll be your monster and when i say the highlight is you singing the road behind on here holy shit blothar what an amazing <laughs> version of that you you do there's something about your voice and the way you your your guttural girth comes through in the in the way you you sing and i think I think like the way you know you sing, I'll be your monster with the acoustics, and you guys incorporate tambourines. I never thought I'd fucking see Guar with tambourines.
1: I think there there may even be a tambourine on the original Road Behind. There's a, you know, it's it's it, that that was a goofy tune that was, and and ironically enough, in another lifetime, when uh, Blothar the berserker and beefcake the mighty were the same person before experiencing cellular mitosis and dividing into two um at that time uh beefcake was originally supposed to sing uh, he wrote and 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 w- w- up until the time that we actually tracked the vocals uh he was beefcake was singing that whole song um Uh, when we recorded it for the album. And then when we actually did it, we decided, well, you know, uh, the song sounds like it might have some radio potential and you'd like to have your lead singer singing on it. So we divided it between uh, Beefcake singing the choruses and Odorous singing the verses. Um, So it wasn't the first time that I'd sung the song, to be honest with you. Oh, man,
0: I, I think that is the real hidden gem uh on this whole trip but but your your work when you know you this evolution in to blothar after you know odorous un, un, untimely uh left us i i think that this is just a great it just really shows off your vocals i i think that we know the way you you sing fuck this place is all these tracks you 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 sound great on these well was it fun for you to try something different and try these
1: songs acoustically? Yeah. I mean, you know, and for me, people probably don't hear this or they probably don't even know who it is, but I was just trying to do like, you know, (laughs) there are a couple of vocalists that I really like. Uh, and, and this was a very low pressure situation. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I recorded it myself because it was the pandemic. We just went outside into a studio and, or into my home studio, and and I tracked the, these vocals. And uh, you know, I just was like, you know, I, I love Gary Floyd from the band the Dicks and from uh, Sister Double Happiness, and you know, an old punk rock vocalist. And I love, I love uh, Rocky Erickson from the Thirteenth Floor Elevators and. You know, I was just gonna try to do some sort of stuff that was up in a higher register. Maybe um, had a little bit of a little bit more uh, um, there, a little bit more dynamic range than you're allowed in in metal because it's also you know everything's sort of up in the upper eighty <laughs> percent. Um, but you know, with with acoustic music, there's more room to. You know, for certain kinds of expressiveness, so that was fun to mess around with.
0: You know, it's I'm 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 glad you you mentioned that because us here at at Nine Circles, we are a metal blog, a metal podcast, but you know we we hit on all forms of metal. And I know you guys had your early roots in the real punk sound, and you guys have had metal elements, and that was so cool. When I was at barbecues. You know, I'm seeing punk fans, there's descendants fans there, there's you know Jello Biafre's there, you know, people were mm-hmm. losing their mind. You guys touch on so many fan bases for a, a guy like myself who doesn't have a punk background or any punk. I know you know the Ram- Ram- Ramones and like the, the the big names. Who would you say, you know, Matt, this should be your Gateway to punk, like what is there? Like, if you had to say, "Hey, here's one or two bands," start with with this for like true punk influences, because like you you know, in a metal world, we always lean on like, "Hey, here's
1: Rain and Blood." Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, for a certain kind of metal, that's true, and and you know. Although, you know, as you know, it would be different if you were talking about a different kind of metal that wasn't sort of thrash or speed Mm -hmm. metal Then you might focus on, uh, you know, you might say a Black Sabbath record. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, for 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 hardcore punk and music that I actually think people who are into metal and most people probably know this band anyway. But, you know, Bad Brains from Washington, D.C., yeah. But really, really for my money, you know, the the, the best hardcore band, uh, you know, they they were they were in they were doing it so much better than anyone else at such a higher level than anyone else. Um did the young Blothar ever have a chance to see them live? Oh absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was the best probably at the nine thirty float, maybe. <laughs> I never saw them at the 930 okay. Club. I saw them in Richmond. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, in the early days, that seeing them at the 930 Club would have been just unbelievable. But, no, I, I saw them in Richmond a couple of times, and they were they were really awesome. Just really, I mean, that's an understatement for how good they were in a live situation. Um, and they even did reggae. That Even their reggae was good, right? I mean, it was a lot better than... Most reggae that was coming out at the time, um, but the band was just incredible, and and they had a big influence on on metal, I think, ultimately, or a kind of metal, you know, um, and or in America anyway. Uh, so you know, I think the Bad Brains and band in DC, or or the the Roar cassette, sometimes they call it, or um, even the first one, Rock for Light. Um, is a good one to listen to. Uh, and so, but that's for hardcore. I mean, if, if we're talking about like straight punk, um, you know, the sort of something that, that really people, there's a lot that people don't understand about punk rock. And one thing is that it's very melodic music. Um, and, uh, and it's also very rooted in, in novelty songs, right? Like, like your old, the weird sort of, you know monster mash type stuff Hmm. um and a band that really kind of combined those things in a way that's super cool is the damned and um you know so if you're talking about sort of that era of punk like late 70s punk um the Damned machine gun etiquette is another record that i'd i'd look at you know just got it here yeah i mean he and of course they're big but you know the Never mind. The Bullocks is a great record. It still stands up. It still holds up. You know that Sex Pistols record is amazing. Still, so, to to
0: go back in in time, I, I watched a uh, documentary you guys did. I wanted to say with the Associated, not Associated Press, but Alternative Press. Um, we're talking about the early days um, when Hello came out and you guys almost cringed at it. What was that because you were you guys were so new trying to get your your footing because Scum Dogs is the album that I first discovered you guys that's what I recommend to people and it seems like w- when you guys finally land on Scum Dogs it's like holy shit the sound look at what these guys are
1: watch out yeah <laughs> well i mean you know and and scum dogs uh, one thing about scum dogs (laughs) and it's probably why the record was not as successful as it could could have been um is because it just sounds like guar i mean it's a it, it doesn't sound like rain and blood it doesn't sound like a lot of the speed metal or a lot of the metal or a lot of even the punk that was going on at the time um you know I mean, we weren't trying to sound like anything. And, uh, but I, I do think that you're right when, when it came to <laughs> that one thing that you sort of suggested was that Scumdogs dogs is where the bands kind of found, found its sound. I would agree with that. Um, you have to understand that a lot of the tunes that were on hello were not songs that the band that was playing them wrote. Okay, because Guar, and not a lot of people understand this, but Guar had an existence for some time before, uh, even before Odorous became the singer, right? Uh, Guar was around from 1985. Um, That record that you're talking about, Hello, was recorded in 1989. Um, So, in those intervening four years, Guar actually had three different lead singers. Um, You know, so the band, uh, a lot of the songs that are on Hello are songs that the band had been doing from the very beginning. uh, And they were written by uh, different musicians. And it wasn't until 89 that we really got together a solid group of players and said, look, this is the band that's going to be and These are the guys that are going to go do the records and do the touring. You know, before that, it was kind of a, a looser situation where you just get some players um, put on the crazy outfits and go do the show. You know,
0: it, um, it, it, it's, it is, it's really cool. You know, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because I forgot that there was different iterations. But in this alternative press thing, they flash on the screen for a second what almost looks like an Ancestry.com like family tree of guar and it's it is names that look like it's spanning the an english
1: monarchy like it is (laughs) it it is huge it is yeah yeah Yeah. there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people that were involved and and you know even just the band itself i Mm -hmm. mean in those like when we were touring for hello the first time we toured around the country um and All and actually, I mean, all the way through, all the way through uh, this toilet Earth, the band toured in a school bus. So,
0: um,
1: you know, I mean, I remember pulling up to. We had a sold out show at the at the Palladium in Los Angeles, and we were parked out in front of it in a school bus. So, um, you know (laughs) that. That's Guar It's a different that, kind of animal. Have you guys,
0: you know, as as members and crew and new slaves have come in to help and gone, and of course people age and go their separate ways, and unfortunately, you know, some members have passed on and stuff like this. Has it been, like, is it still a guar family? Does everybody keep in touch? Do you have a phone full of or whatever uh you guys use from from space do you have like (laughs) do you have like a a, space phone yeah do you have Um, like a a space phone of like all these old contacts you like well you know with
1: with all these people the official line is that you know there are a lot of guar members that are down in antarctica that are frozen and we kind of thaw them out as we need them um but really somewhat i mean you know the core group of, of, of players that are there, the, the guys that have been there since Scum Dogs. Um, uh, I don't know if a, a lot of fans really know that. I mean, yeah, Odorous isn't singing, but you know, you've know, you got three guys in this band that were on that record. so um, And one guy in the band that was on the first one, and that would be me. Um, so there's a... But as far as... Uh, talking to uh (laughs) the ex-members of the band there's a lot of them so uh uh some of them i keep in touch with and some i don't um you know i I love to see any of them when i see them but uh but i you know it's i think there isn't really gosh man i mean (laughs) probably the members that i keep in touch with uh may not be the ones that everybody knows because they tend to be from those early iterations that we talked about. Cause those are guys who have been my friends since yeah. I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old. That's so.
0: that is that I, and I find that uh, more interesting to hear. Cause that's, that's cool that because I will admit after high school, I personally said, yeah, you know, we we'll be friends forever guys. we'll be And here I am sitting here at 38 and, uh, you know, I haven't really moved much. I'm here in Frederick, Maryland, and a bunch of my people are still here in the area. And I, you know, if it's not for like a Facebook or something, I don't really keep up with them. I could do a better job yeah. with that. Well, but, everybody does that. Yeah. It's just human, but, man. You but, you know, and- look, look, looking back on it, it, you know, another reason why I wanted to have you on. I, If I could run into other room, I would. But this is an audio podcast. It doesn't fucking make a difference how nice the packaging is. You guys have an amazing scum Dogs of the anniversary, thirtieth anniversary remix, and I'm not saying this to blow up your chest any bigger than it already is, Blothar. <laughs> but I, I am an audiophile through and through, like a high. I love high quality music. I have great speakers. This remaster and this again is not pumping you up. This is probably one of the greatest remasters of a album I have ever heard. You guys knock this out of the fucking park
1: well remember it's 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 remixed as well so it's not just remastered yeah Um, remixed yes yeah and 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 it's and you know the guy that did it did a really good job and i mean there are problems with it right like i mean there there were problems with it that he couldn't fix of course but it's, hey, it's
0: like hey, you look, you look. Go back to early uh, metallic albums. You can't add the bass in; it's
1: gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it but it really sounds it, it sounds pretty good, man. I mean, like he, he did a great job of clearing things up, um, and and using some different takes. I mean, there are some different, uh, uh, there are some different. You know, that, that's one of the things that that why. I don't really look in the future for you. I don't think you're going to have super awesome remixes of old records that have been recorded digitally. Right. Because for one thing, you know, if you, if you want to look through the takes, like most of the time, the takes, the takes are gone, right? Like, you know, they they flatten those tracks and, and they use what's there and then, you know the, very rarely is there sort of there may be alternate versions that people recorded but with tape you know all the stuff that you record is still there right so mm-hmm. you can choose like well do i want to put this other stuff that these guys recorded here um you know and and that's what we did to some degree like you know we went through and where we, where we had cleared tracks and done extra vocals or done you know added a different instrumentation or different leads and stuff like that so there's new content on the, on the recording as well. Yeah. Look, looking back on it, how was the
0: recording of scum dogs itself? Was it, was it how I expect it to be just fucking chaos? A bunch of guys and and gals having fun or was it pretty cool? Like, Hey, we're a bunch of young guys. Let's let's do this the best that we, we can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know,
0: because because, you know, because you know, it's, Lothar, it's crazy to to say this. And I'm I do not know if you've pr- probably taken a step back. We're we're talking 30 years in a music, and you know this leaps and bounds better than I ever do. In a music industry that has changed night and day, leaps and bounds, it, you know, year to year, to be here 30 years later is crazy. Craziness.
1: It is. Uh, you're right. <laughs> it is um and i I mean when we went in to do it it was in a uh i mean there there are some interesting things about this you know richmond had in the old days a lot of towns would have a what they called a label studio right so this would be a studio that um probably made most of its money off of doing ad work but but at one point, like, you know, during the, during the late sixties, during the early seventies you know, a label like RCA uh, they would develop or help fund a studio in a certain, in a certain place, you know, usually a market like, like Richmond was considered a a small market town um, and they would have a studio there. Right. Uh, And the, Place that we recorded had been the old label studio for, for RCA uh, that was in Richmond, um, and you know, so they had they had good equipment. Um, it had it was owned. It just so happened to be by a few guys who were top notch engineers. So we were uh, we were really around people that that knew what they were doing. Um and, and 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 our producer was this guy from uh California named Ron Gowdy, who unfortunately died a couple of years ago. But Ron, you know, he was very California. He had a lisp. I just remember that he didn't want us to eat you know, fat like fried foods or, or or a bunch of greasy humans before we went in to do a take. So oh, he, let's he see. Was, hey, you know, way to listen to his advice there, fucking yeah, boy. Yeah. Come on. Takes yeah. <laughs> and he and he had a lisp. So he would tell us that we needed to eat Chinese thickened salad is what <laughs> well it's mostly I always like some Chinese thickened salad. So I think that's what we should have. So that's we we had lots of Chinese chicken salad and did this recording. But yeah, I mean we were, you know, we were my point is only that I think that, believe it or not, we were a little impressed with the people that we were working with. So we were trying to be on our best behavior, to be honest with you, and just do our best to get it done and um, and, and, and execute, you know, play well and, uh, and have fun with it. But, you know, I think I think later records, we started having a little more fun because we were our hair down was hair we had our hair down a little bit more (laughs) you know i highly recommend if people want to see a badass
0: video go watch the cool place to park video god that is that is such a fucking badass video yeah i don't know if you've gone back and watched old videos recently or anything but man that is just such a fucking awesome video to watch it's a fun it was a
1: fun one to do for sure yeah, right now on I ninety five. Exactly, <laughs> and Odorous is
0: in the back playing. It's just oh, it's fucking it's an awesome video, <laughs> fucking great video. Okay, oh, um, you guys, you know, are a business businessman. You know, I, whoever thought aliens from outer space could be such brilliant businessmen? I backed the Kickstarter campaign for you know a new Guar comic book a couple years ago. You guys are getting into the rye business. You guys have had a your own beer with Cigar City, who I see them sponsoring Tampa Bay Lightning hockey games right now. Uh, yeah. you guys have your own line of CBD products. My God. Blothar, tell me about how did all these things come about? Just so always trying to keep the guar name out there, trying to give the
1: slaves what, what they want, more more guar. Yeah, I mean, you know it's it's funny too because people are people can be critical about you know i, I you see things like Yo, odorous dies and all of a sudden they're they turn into kiss you know it's like well <laughs> well no we don't we don't, I, I we, don't we don't have a guar <laughs> casket yet no um but yeah but you know i mean the the truth of the matter is that it's not like odorous would have i mean uh, and for one thing, a lot of the 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 initial things that we were doing were things that were started while Odorous was still alive, right? Like like uh, the the Guar beers, um, those deals had started um, while Odorous was still around. Um, but you know, I mean, but and yet they expect it, right? They love it with, when Snoop Dogg does it, right? Like, of course Snoop Dogg does it. Of course he has a wine. Of course he has a line of weed. You know, and nobody looks at that and says, oh, that guy's just a sellout. Right. Um, but, you know, of course, war are sellouts. Of course we are. We're 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 rock star aliens from outer space. I mean, all we want is more of everything, including your fucking money. Exactly. So, fucking pay me. Yeah. So, I mean, coming up with products. Uh, not to, not to mention that. I mean, like I, I, hopefully people's ridiculous ideas of authenticity are starting to die out a little bit, but if you read the internet, it's like, no, they're not. People are still just as stupid as they ever fucking were. But you know, the the truth of the matter is that (laughs) you can't take away from musicians every possible avenue of income. And not expect them to need to develop other avenues of income, right? So it's like essentially what they're saying is that, you know, when you take away the mailbox money that would come from recorded music, uh, well, go out and you should be happy with the money that you make from playing live shows because that's your only possible source of income, right? Other than uh, publishing money from like, you know, using your music and films and things like that. Um, so of course, Guar and every other musician, like Snoop Dogg and, and other, uh, they they have to become uh, branding experts, right? They have you, they have you, to you,
0: to, you be, have to
1: yeah. They they don't have a choice because whereas because the amount of money, I don't think people understand how fully the switch over to digital and to like streaming services how fully that has eliminated the possible in, uh, you know, basically like it used to be that that you had to sell a hundred thousand records to go gold. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I think it's down to something like 40, maybe it may even be lower than that. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's ridiculous. Right. You know, because you're, you know, people are selling just a lot less music. I mean, that is, Interesting question,
0: Uh, uh, I have to ask this because, you know, you being here for all these years and, and hell, you know, we ask if Guar started COVID, hell, maybe Guar started Napster. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you remember the first time you ever were introduced to like a Napster going back in time? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, man. You're like, oh, shit. Like, look at
1: this. I never, it never occurred to me. And I remember Lars making a big deal out of it. um, And I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, uh, this probably isn't the worst thing in the world because they're going to find new models for dealing with it, right? It's just that it, 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 it took a lot longer and the models were slower coming than what they needed to be because I think that they thought they could fight that technology from the beginning. Um, and that was never going to work. Right. Like that, that was, and I think they wasted time doing that. Uh, they being the music industry. Um, and, you know, now finally they're starting to figure out, well, how do we do this? How do we, how do we change these models so that, you know, people are getting money and, and, you know so that's finally happening but it took a very long time for it to happen so when i first it was exposed to the technology all i did was download a bunch of punk rock records because i was (laughs) like yeah this is awesome you know and i will say this that like you know there is a way that streaming hasn't really taken over for uh for finding awesome music right like uh because in the early days of Napster and other sort of like, you know, peer to peer networks, you could go on there and find, well, I want to find, you know, this weird, like adrenaline OD record that nobody knows about. Right. Um, and there would be some, you know, some people who had that record, um, that you could, that you could download it from. And now, you know, you can go on the streaming services and there's a lot of music they don't have. So, um, i'm not sure where, where so i kind of miss the old days of peer-to-peer napsters yeah, when Do you do remember those
0: early days when you would down on if you ever downloaded one of those tracks they had like a beep track in it or it had like static in it or something oh yeah yeah just to try and yeah. throw yeah. people off and i remember i've done some interviews over the years that they were like you know what i knew we had made it as a band. When I saw our album uploaded by some Russian Torrent site somewhere, I was like, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We 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 finally knew it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Blothar, you you talk about uh, catching flack for selling stuff which you would ever never ever catch for me because you know you guys are not out there making uh Taylor Swift money.
1: So you We're know? not out there doing what? You, you
0: guys aren't out there making like Taylor Swift money. You guys no, are. No. Exactly. <laughs> so the thing I I can't knock you guys for ever doing anything to be a, a businessman. And you know I, where I'm going with this is you you know you, you catch some flack on it. Well brother I can't imagine, my God, how was was there a lot of flack you caught when you were invited back? to join the rest of the, the, the crew or when Blothar was invited to be the new front man.
1: Well, I mean, certainly there are people who don't like Blothar as a front man. Um, and, you know, I mean, what can I say? Like, we don't give a shit what people hey, think
0: about what. Great, should we well, doing.
1: Just, just the answer that I wanted to hear. Fuck You me. know, it's, it, it's, it's really like we're, we're trying to make, trying to do what we want to do and and, good and keep doing and just keep doing it and keep having it be important people who have the idea i will say this that you see sometimes people are talking about well you know they'll even use the word mimic right like that guar should find somebody who can mimic odorous um, that that would be the way forward for the band. Kind of like what bands
0: like Queen are doing, or like trying to get a Freddie Mercury yeah, or yeah. like what Alison in Chains is doing. Who, somebody who sounds, yeah. you could close your eyes and it just sounds like Yeah,
1: and that's exactly what war would be in that situation, right? Like there, we wouldn't be making new records. We wouldn't be making you know, like if you had a, a mimic uh, because what, what you're not going to get with a mimic who sounds like 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 odorous because you're not going to get odorous's stage presence you're not going to get his his sense of humor right like those are things that just don't exist in other human beings besides or other space aliens besides odorous and besides his human thrall dave brocky right like those are that that left that left this planet with with him you know so there is something about you guys
0: that I, I want to mention that I don't think or I don't think you guys get enough credit for, but you guys, and you just mentioned like, you know, Odorous's stage presence, your stage presence, everybody's stage presence, the, uh, the way you guys gel with one another. I absolutely love it. Like I was watching, um, if you want blood, I watched the video for that, and they're like, you know, when you're doing the start of it, I for, for forget what cover you guys are are doing, but there's a part where it's just going on and on, and like, and you look at like your metaphorical watch on your wrist, and it says, I just fucking just die laughing. It's just the little things you guys you guys do as a group, the personality. It's like you guys are stand up comedians up there. I I I, I just. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and I I hope that never dies. And you know, I I kick myself because living in Maryland, you guys always toured through Maryland. You guys always came here, and it was one of those things that yeah, I'll see them later. I'll see them later for for right. many of my early years. And then when I finally did see you guys, I still it's one of my biggest <laughs> regrets that my God, I waited to see you guys when it's the greatest experience ever i I, rolling into the cities must be amazing because i i would love to see all the prep that goes on before you guys get there i'd love to see after you tear it down and the cleanup that's left behind you guys wake i just i i guess what i'm trying to say is if people have not seen guar you have to stop what you're doing you have to check when guar is going to be on tour you have to see, you know, they're playing Riot Fest this coming year, September eighteenth. They're going to be playing more, hopefully next year, or when things get back to more normal or more dates or not. But you have to see you guys. You 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 make such a impact of a show. I I have never been to a set to a concert where I'm just laughing the whole way through, and I I I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, man. Was I'm there? Glad. Was we're there any? Doing it. <laughs> was there any any question um, about you joining Blothar when they asked you, "Hey, come on to the spaceship with us"? A- A- Antarctica has an open seat now. Join us. <laughs> were they? Uh, were. were were, were you like, uh, I don't know, or were you like, hey, you know what, I, I can honor a friend here. and
1: uh- uh, Yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of how it started um, was, you know, I'll do this, you know, to honor a friend. And because I know that and to honor all of my friends, you know, that wanted to keep going and wanted to keep doing stuff like, um, you know, just but once we got into it and we could see that, look, there might be some possibility uh, to keep going and to make some new music. um, That's exciting, you know, because like, you know, it did put me back in a position of making music with a bunch of clowns that I hadn't made music with for quite a while. So it was fun to get back with them and start doing stuff again. We talk about
0: a bunch of clowns making music, you know, but this is life. You know, I wish aliens would live forever. How's Balsack been doing
1: recently? Balsack's fine. He's good. good. He's a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really wonderful. I mean, you know, things could have gone <laughs> in the situation that he was in. Things, you know, with that, with the particular uh, physical condition that he had, things could go. You know, that that path of treatment. It either works or it doesn't, and it did work, and so he's good.
0: Good, 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 yeah. good. Well, I, um, I, I, pr- I want to say again that I absolutely adore you guys. I would sacrifice myself to you guys up any single day. I, I love you guys. I have to ask, did the the pandemic that you guys helped encourage that this maybe
1: stoke some flames for a new full length in the we're coming working years? on a, we're working on a full length right now. Every day. I'm I'm absolutely working on it wonderful. today. So absolutely. yeah, it's absolutely wonderful.
0: It's absolutely wonderful. Well, I will I I also want to mention I, I feel like I'm just plugging a bunch of stuff, but I, I feel like I can't do enough for you, you guys. <laughs> I I just went on yesterday, you guys just announced. The Lust in Space and Bloody Pit of Horror vinyl reissues. I just oh, yeah. per- I purchased them both yesterday. <laughs> I have to ask, though, I did interview he, he may be the head slave master over there at Metal Blade. I interviewed Brian Slagle a week ago again. I love yeah. the guy. Him and I talked hockey the whole time. I'm sure you can echo the same things I say about him. What an amazing guy to work with.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slagle is a, a very important figure in American music uh, that not a lot of people know about, but, you know, the right people know, I guess. Um, he, he's, uh, you know, he, in, in the history books, Brian Slagle has a place and, uh, you know, and, and and it started very organically for him, riding around and taking records to record stores and buying records and trading records and making trips to Europe to buy records and bringing them back to America. I mean, he really kind of built something in this country um, that I don't think he gets a tremendous amount of credit for, but he, but he fully deserves. Uh, And he also not to mention that he started out a label that a label that put out, you know, the first band, first records of so many, very impressive and important bands. You know, the guy was a a tastemaker who was at the root of the american metal scene without a doubt yeah when, hell, when
0: you look at metal massacre there you know the 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 launch pad for what metallica and other greats would go on to be yep, yep. do you remember when you guys were caught to, when america must be this, this destroyed camera and the relationship with metal blade started was it was it like a showcase show you guys did you remember how that relationships did did, did you see little Brian there, you know, in his glasses? And he's like, oh, I love you guys or something. You remember how this <laughs> relationship... Because, you know, he definitely does have... That once you see the guy and you know him, you can spot him out of a crowd anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you remember well, he, how this
0: whole relationship started?
1: Yeah, he... he he. I mean, it was kind of like that, you know. Slagle just showed up um, at a show and... uh we knew you know but when we met him i mean we knew exactly who he was um because he had already been in contact with our management and you know he wanted to we knew that he really liked what we were doing he wanted to sign the band he came and watched the band he thought it was great and he's always been a really solid supporter of war he understands the band he knows why it's funny um and he deserves a lot of credit because you know there's a there's a lot of people out there who are. I don't even know how to say this, but like, you know, there's a brand of metal fan. Uh, and, and that brand of metal fan, I think like uh, probably really loves a lot of the stuff that, that Slagle has had a hand in. Um, but they're, they, they're a little snobby. Right. And mm-hmm. kind of hypercritical mm-hmm. of, yep. of, of, of bands um, elitist maybe. Well, I think um, a lot of the metal heads are
0: unfortunately are, by yeah. nature too.
1: Yeah. And Slagle, is not like that. Right. I mean, and it's a shame that, that people can't sort of understand that and be more like the people that, that actually have made a a big difference in the music that they listen to and that they love. Like, you know, those guys aren't like that. Some of them are, you know, yeah. I mean, some, some guys are, are, they look down their nose at other musicians. Carrie King does, right. That that's who he is as a dude. Right. But that's not, <laughs> but that's different. Even than somebody like Dave Mustaine, who not everybody likes, right? But Dave Mustaine's a very open guy musically. Like he, you know, he supports bands that he likes, and and he was an early supporter of Guar, just like uh, um, the guys from Pantera were. You know, like uh, you know. So it, it, there, there's a, it, Brian is one of the good ones. He's he's one of the guys that is open to music and that doesn't approach things like a snotty elitist little fuck, which oh, yeah. unfortunately a lot of metalheads have turned into. Yeah,
0: he is so humble. So down to earth, you know, just like you said, he's responsible for so many amazing artists and he's, he's still talking to him today. You could still close your eyes and imagine walking into a record store and him still being that same guy working the record store. He's, he yeah. is still so nice and humble. And you know, I have to give you, you credit though you guys, as a band, and 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 your friends, I think I've always done a good job embracing your roots and remembering where you're coming from. Because when Absolutely. I talk, because when I talked to Randy Blythe years ago, he was going on and on and can't thank you guys enough. What you and your friends have done for them and the, their career with Lamb Lamb of God, and when they were you know burned the priest and stuff. Yeah. They they just went on and on and on about you guys. So it seems as you guys have never forgotten your, your roots. No. Uh last <laughs> last question before I let you go. Blothar, when when people come out to see a guar show, and I know you guys are playing uh this festival again, correct me if I'm wrong, you've played there a couple times now, right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Is are people getting the same? Cause, you know i've seen you at the barbecue it was amazing i can proudly say i had a press pass you know i'm working photos i'm right up front you guys started in with uh something i think it may have been sex or something my uh-huh. camera my camera took a shot to the face and into the <laughs> into the metaphorical camera cum box it went and it was ruined and I was <laughs> I was such a happy man and I learned my lesson. I should have wrapped it in a camera condom, but I can credit Guar with ruining my nice DLSR camera. But I, I love it. But people who go see you guys are like a riot fest or any of these big, they're getting the same experience as if they were in a small club environment, right?
1: Uh no, they're not. They're getting um a different experience that has its own qualities, right? Like um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that whenever you see Guar or any band at a unless they're the headliner, right? Um, like they're closing out a stage, um, then you're not, and even then, right, you're not going to get the I just paid $25 for a ticket to see these guys in a in a in a club show. Yeah. Right. Because there you're getting the, the sets are longer. You're able to play more songs um, and you're able, and you have more control over the stage. Um, so it's not the same, but in a lot of ways, it and it's also usually it's, it's oftentimes it's not nighttime when you see it. Right. So there are things, um, but we make allowances for those things. And what you get is, an awesome Guar show that is of its own quality, Um, you know, because we're we're very attuned to working in that environment. So, you know, this is a show that looks good, even without it being dark in the room, even without there being lights and all of the best songs are chosen. So it's a very impactive, short, you know, 25, 35, 45. A lot of times it's a 45 minute set. Um, versus to the hour and a half that we'll do in a club, right? Um, you know, so it's more focused in a way um, and and that in some ways makes it more intense to see because so much happens at one time, you know, quickly. Um, there's usually less of a narrative arc than what there is. So, uh, you know, don't let, my point is only, don't let seeing Guar at a festival be the only place you see the band. Like going to see the band at, in a club is a different experience. Um, and, and it should be. So you guys ever that. been cursed away from a club? Like said, you
0: are never coming back again. Has, has, well, of
1: course. Yeah. yeah. Many way, way more times than, than I can count.
0: <laughs> you ever had that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to ask a cliche question that's probably been asked a bunch, but you ever had that moment when you're on stage and you see staff there with like a horrid look on their face and you're just like, yes, baby. You're getting the full Guar experience.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for sure. I mean, you know, I always love playing places where they have never seen Guar before and the reaction of the people, especially the people who don't have any reason to know Guar. It's almost like the Blues Brothers playing behind the fucking chicken wire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably the best, one of the best shows we ever did was at this place called Taco Land in uh, San Antonio, Texas, that was, uh, you know, I mean, it it was a legendary punk club, but it was during the day, it was filled with, it was like a lunch spot and a drinking spot for migrant workers. Uh, So it was just like a bunch of like, you know, South American dudes hanging out in there um when we showed up with all of our gear so they went and got all their friends and brought them back and we're like you got to see this so like you know they didn't leave normally they would leave like when the punk band started like you know uh but they didn't and and actually the punk fans couldn't get in because it was practically wall to wall in there with like you know a bunch of like latino farm workers (laughs) you know Uh,
0: and it was awesome I oh, love yeah, it. it was,
1: that was a great show.
0: <laughs> Blothar, it is it when I, I mean this one million percent. You guys are truly the mighty Guar for a, a reason. I thank you. Like I said before I started recording, I thank you personally for the countless hours you've given me. And I know fans all over the world have. Um Blothar, I will give you the final save. Any place you want to tell people to check out or anything. Or I can just say, uh, uh I can end it here for us, buddy.
1: No, I mean that's good. That's cool, man. We I, we appreciate it. You know, make sure that you check out uh, the acoustic thing that's, that 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 is just rolled out. Is, is cool. We got some reissues coming out. We got a lot of stuff coming out. Dildos, man. We're get we, we're oh. we uh, yeah, the whole th- the whole nine yards, oh. uh, or the whole nine inches, so to speak. So. All of that stuff is going to be happening. Uh, and, and there's a new record. We're working on that. And lots of surprises coming in 2021. So,
0: Holy shit. You guys are fucking invading the sex toy market. I love you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking love you guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, the women seem to love the bad dragon brand. So people, let's fucking work in some guar brand. <laughs> it has been a pleasure talking to you, Blothar. You 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 keep staying safe and uh we'll talk talk to you again. All right. Thank you.